from Ennui. This is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. Hey guys, this might be a bit of a different intro, but um, this is supposed to be the first episode of Ennui Presents, our interview podcast, which got cancelled because, you know, um, I moved and a lot of other stuff happened. But, you know, we're coming back. Um, you know, we'll have some audio-only episodes coming soon, and then, you know, we'll come back with a bang. But, for now, this is my interview with Matt Eustine. Um, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the On We podcast. It is, it is me, your guest, Matthew Winter, and here I have, um, our, our, uh, your boy, a uh, very special boy that's not been on the podcast for a while. Here we've got uh, Matt Houston, uh, voice acting extraordinaire. Yes, it's me, Matt Houston. I've been on a podcast. No, no, no. That's my <laughs> great impression of you. My great impression. Um, you're actually solid. on the, the first ever episode of Omni Presents, which is yes. probably the, the 12th name that I've thought of. <laughs> yeah, I just the 12th of many. Could, uh, there was like you know the Ennui interview and I'm like that's lame like what like the interview series Ennui conversations was one at one point and I was like no they're all pretty lame Ennui presents how does that feel Ennui presents, uh, re- Ennui retro- presents. what do you, what do you re- what do you prefer to be referred to as Retro Arcade Monkey uh, Matt Eustein, um, uh Marty's Net Show narrator like which one which Ooh. one do you prefer um uh, well I heard you say Matt Eustein. Um, which is an interesting brand change. Um, so personally, um, I'm, I'm going as I'm going with my my real name nowadays. It's it's been interesting. Like I feel like my username is sort of like, um, it's, it's sort of like something that that I use sort of as a as a cool like rap game alias almost. Like that's the <laughs> that's most sort interesting of analogy I've ever heard. Like I don't know, it's sort of like that. That's that's an addition. It's like it's like seal, you know. Like he he probably like in person, you know, with other people, it's like he has his real name, but you know, other people just call him Seal that don't know him personally. Do you think that's it, how I sort of see it? Did you did you do you think it legitimizes you as a? Well, I get. Are you a are you a voice actor first and foremost? Do you think? Um. Oh yeah, I'd say I still do it. I've had. Uh, kind of problems with voice acting. I still absolutely am getting work. Um, I've been kind of up and down with it, but yes, I feel like that that's still sort of been my main trajectory. Um, I'm studying filmmaking sometime this year mm. as as it goes in, so I'm always kind of like doing different things because uh, now <laughs> now it's like as the years go have gone by. Like last time I was here, um, I was still kind of finding my niche. And I still am. It's kind of hilarious how it's like years have gone by and nothing's really changed in that regard. So now it's like my my bio should rightly state I am a producer, a voice actor, an actor, a uh, music music man, uh, writer, mm. and filmmaker all at once. Well, I'm sort of in the I, same boat. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm a, a man of many hats. Or, as some say, a um, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none. Um, <laughs> which I don't think is even a bad thing. 
really is it i think it's better to have your your hand in a lot of holes i guess we'll say i mean nice. you know, holding holding several plates i'm trying to think of the the analogy it's that this it's something it's some, <laughs> um, but i just want to circle back to when so probably it's about three years ago now because it was mid 2016 yeah. no that's about that's about four years ago when i yeah. you know was just on newgrounds.com and like hey I need yeah. voice actor. I need narrator for my upcoming web series, Marty's Net Show. Mm-hmm. And you popped in. Um, back then, was voice acting the thing you wanted to do? Was that the, like, hey, I'm going to be a voice actor. That's going to be my primary thing. You know, you can always do projects on the side. But, and like, was that what you wanted to do? Was that the, the major thing in your mind? My dude, definitely. I think that was... That was- around the time I was starting college and I wanted to primarily straight up go into acting. That was like my main goal. I didn't really have any others. Um, I used musician, like I was still a musician kind of like I used that as a hobby. I didn't really think of that as like something kind of serious. It was before I put out anything on Spotify, Mm. which I did uh, recently. Oh yeah. Fun fact. I've got (laughs) Spotify now. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that I, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've um, you can you can search me up as Matt Houston on Spotify. Um, that's that's my plug. <laughs> um, where I just <laughs> I'll put you in the description. Like, surely I'll I'll yeah. you know support the boys, of course. Support the boys. Um, <laughs> support the the OG on We Crew. But, of course. Um, but yes, um, that's like, um, occasionally I'm I'm still working on on singles. It's like I'm at this point where it's like musically where i I'm, I'm still not really like happy with anything yet it's like i have these really nice ideas like my newest track i'm working on right now uh, if we'll see if it actually ever gets made because i really like this one um where i i have like violin sections mm-hmm. um like string sections and it sounds real like they're all synths but they, they sound really really close to the real thing and it sounds incredible um, and it's like that's I've been kind of thinking of doing that for like rap beats. Um, because I was talking to you earlier, and um, mm. on top of all the things else I'm doing, I'm doing like like a mockumentary series, similar to what you're doing with Marty's Internet Show, mm. and um, which is just about <laughs> like dumbass rap artists that are trying to break out into the game in the UK. And fail miserably in every way, um, and I'm like gonna be making beats for that and producing stuff for that in character. It adds another level to it, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like actually having yeah. those legitimate beats, like you know, obviously legitimately, legitimately shit, but you know, it yes. adds to the whole um, essence of them of of that idea. Like if you just had two guys dressed as rappers trying to be rappers, sure. Mm. It's like with Nirvana the band the show. If they didn't know yes. how to play music if jay didn't know how to play the piano it just wouldn't make it as legitimate i know know yes it's it's like uh, and 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 as as well as um as well like nirvana the band the show it's um like it sort of has um a sense of yeah i am sort of the jay of the group who's just like laying down all the the foundation for the the group and how we're always going to be instead of it always like we're gonna go try and perform at the rivoli (laughs) We're gonna like try and like become the next Jay Z, or or something like that. And it's gonna be a lot of improv and just us 
screwing around in in like different settings and we've got like some of our friends working on it um but we're also making a breaking bad like parody kind of like mm. it's not really a parody it's like sort of its own thing in the same way that like Rick and Morty takes back to the future yeah yeah and it's makes its a, own yeah. thing it's it's sort of that and I'm like the Walter White character <laughs> interesting and it's a, good, um, it's a it's a concept that hasn't been done in the comedy realm I feel like not to that extent mm. at least yeah, where it's sort of, and even it's, uh, we're planning on shooting it also very closely to how it's sort of done as well, um, in in very like long takes and in very like minimalist shots, um, and because I I think the idea kind of stemmed from the fact that I was just hanging out with with my best mate Chris and we just like uh, were shooting the shit and then I kind of mentioned <laughs> that you know I was watching uh, like. Breaking Bad a bit, and um, I sort of noticed like m- the dynamic between me and my best friend are kind of similar to Walter White and and uh, Jesse Pinkman in <laughs> that you know I feel like I'm the I'm the grumpier older man, <laughs> and he's like the Jesse Pinkman like the skinny you know you know pretty boy um, who is is kind of like you know off the chain and a bit a bit a bit like chaotic almost um compared to me and it's like i think that would be like a really interesting dynamic to play off of in a more comedic sense oh definitely he's he's written the script and we've actually been doing some script reads at the moment so we're sort of in the middle of developing it see it's it's interesting that like years ago it seemed like well as you said that you know voice acting was your number one thing and Mm. it seems you've obviously had that interest in doing more of course, yeah. be, like being a creative. And I think that's more, I think these days, that's what it is. You know, wear multiple hats. Everyone wants to be creative. Um, do you even think there's people who can make a legitimate source of income from voice acting? Like, can you be a full-time voice actor? Oh, that's a difficult question, actually, because uh, yes and no. It depends on, it depends on how lucky you are. Mm. It depends on uh, who knows you. It depends on how you get your foot out the door and if you actually get, like, more consistent work. I've known people who have who've managed to do it, and all power to them, especially, like, um, someone I used to know back in the old Skype days. Mm. This was a weird thing to find out, and um, I don't even know if you um, entirely know of the series. Um, uh, it's been all over Twitter, but this is... Uh, guy I used to know, Michael Kovac, um, we used to hang out and Skype and all that a lot, mm. and, uh, you know, we used to shoot this shit all the time and talk about Dark Souls on <laughs> Skype and all that, like, years ago, and uh, I found out only through it coming out, through this project coming out, um, that he voices, like, one of the main characters, and uh, it, it's Hasman Hotel. Oh, of course um, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, no, he voices the... Uh, Oh, I'm really bad with this show. I'm really bad with being up to date, but he's like the the gay spider. Oh, uh, like the yeah. main one. And it was so weird knowing that that like someone from that kind of era from my life um kind of shows up in this way, in this huge way because he was always kind of like semi-struggling. Like he's known mm. people in the industry like, you know, Cartoon Network and stuff, but he never actually really got to be in something that as big as has been. 
and um, it was like such a crazy thing to kind of find out. And like, congrats to him and all that because it's it's insane. Like, he's finally kind of found it. He's found his niche. Um, there's another person as well from that era um, that's managed to actually get work and is making a lot of money now. Um, and it's it, it's purely luck. And if you actually asked anyone like how you get into voice acting and how you uh, always consistently get work, it's literally based on luck of the draw. And that's one of the things I don't like about it. Um, it it's like any other industry, but it's literally the sole thing. It's, it's how you even get work at all is just luck. If the right people stumble across you, you'll get a really good piece of job. Like a piece of job. <laughs> a good piece of work that's like that that can really define you as an actor and Michael got it. But then there's this guy that I know that I used to know rather. Um he he wouldn't remember me at all <laughs> because it was such a like a mild conversation and interaction, but this guy uh has been in lots of things. Um and uh oh wow. Um he's called like oh, I I forgot his last name. Um so that's great. <laughs> Sean Shiplock, that was it. That's yeah. his name. Um, he is a voice actor in many ways, uh, in many fields. He's in everything, actually. He's in just about every video game you could imagine that's big right now. Um, he's in the new Star Wars game. Um, he's in God of War. He was in Persona 5, if you've heard of that. Mm. Um, if you played that. He was in... Um, he was in pretty much all the new Nintendo games. He was in Breath of the Wild, even. He played, like, one of the main... Like bird characters in Breath of the Wild. Are you kidding? Um, yeah, and <laughs> it's very bizarre knowing that uh, he like he was um, and he was he's willing to be in all these other kind of smaller projects, um, like a while back. So it's 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 really interesting to see someone a voice actor of that caliber, like uh, who who was sort of like he was he he was in a lot of fan projects. Um, and he sort of started started off very small and like a, a nobody, and then he got picked up and he got noticed and he has this insanely good range, um, that is just so uh, fantastic. He's a better voice actor than than any of us really, um, and yeah, he, he made it through that. He's he's absolutely incredible at what he does and he deserves everything he gets. And now he's works he works for, with Nintendo now, so it's like it's crazy. So you can do it, and he's getting work all the fuck all the time, like all the damn time, like already within like the beginning of the year, he's got like twenty jobs. <laughs> Far out, and it's that it's pay really well. It's crazy to think like because like from what I can see, a lot of his major work is two thousand twelve and after. So, mm. um, and what I was gonna say, there's a big parallel between sort of being a voice actor and being successful online. As like a as okay as a producer, say per se, um, as much as you don't want to, in many cases you have to go into the mainstream. Like there's no, I don't think there's a way you can make a living being a voice actor for solely online animations. Obviously, because you know, these days that whole industry is sort of like dead. It's gone very, you know, mainstream. Like a lot of the big, um, yeah. oh, was it was it Studio Yoda who did they did a lot of animation for. Um, Hellbenders oh and some um, Harry Potter yes. and that. And now they're doing animation for a lot of the online um, <coughs> Cartoon Network, just shorts out there. Yes. Because there's no industry there. 
It's, I feel like it's the mm-hmm. same with um with voice acting. Like if you want to make it big, you got to go, you know, to to traditional media. Um, yeah, Studio Yada, they they were actually a band of Newgrounds animators. That's crazy. That uh couldn't feasibly make money from YouTube, so they banded together to make this studio, this completely independent animation studio, um, that admittedly charges a lot. Oh, good. But it's no, it's no different than like any other studio, um, and yeah, they they started rough. Uh, they used to work on Starbomb, mm. uh, Starbomb music videos. That oh, was sort yeah. of like their thing. They worked with Eager out there for a time, mm. and then they kind of start branching off and doing more professional work, and finally working with Cartoon Network. And I think that was the biggest break. Um, that and also if you've seen, the, well, of course you've seen this the. Uh, Rick and Morty Bushlean Adventures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. They heavily worked on that. It's a fucking masterpiece. Um, <laughs> it's funny uh, that, I, like, even, um, what do you call it? Michael Cusack, who was heavily involved in that project. Um, I think he was, the, I don't know if he was the writer directly or if he was just... Um, oh, I think it was all him. I think yeah, I think it was all him. Because he's, yeah. he's sort of, like, you know, out of the YouTube business yeah. and he's doing, he's got an animated series coming out with abc i think it was that he did yeah. which is which is crazy I, th- I i don't think it turned out actually i don't, I don't believe it did I, it was it was koala man yeah that's right yeah that was it was an abc thing it, it had like three episodes and like it had like a cliffhanger at the end with like the crow <laughs> oh yeah, yeah and it's just i think it's just especially in australia it's hard yeah. to i don't think um even traditional media has sort of grasped onto that sort of humor at all i think like a lot there's of it's like, like there's there's some that kind of there's some sometimes it does it does work i think like in australia um one particular show i've really caught on to um regardless of like it's it's country of origin was um auntie donna oh very much like, so i love that show and it's like it's it's funded by the australian government which is the is most crazy. insane thing it's so unheard of here because it's like an entire government funding a whole uh, personally funding a comedy show of that level that's very like edgy and very like bizarre um is 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 kind of amazing to me it is and i feel like you know it's they're, they're slowly slowly sort of they're slowly getting there i think the australian um just with a lot of the funding, like for a while, because I was listening to a podcast with the guys who run the, um, the, what they call online production, the funding from that through Screen Australia. And right. like originally it was called something else. And it's like, because they, many, many people didn't sort of trust the internet being a place where you can put out content that people are going to watch. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's like, sort of like, yeah, it's it's sort of different because it all depends on, like, subscriber count and depends on your, your real exposure to oh, gorgeous. what you do. Yeah. Like a lot, the way like... they had um, YouTube funding through with Screen Australia and the only channels who got it were ones with, like, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Nothing any less. Now there's, like, it's different. Like, there was, a, there was you know, they, just these two women who were directors producers writers and they got a little web series very well produced and they were nobodies like they're not in anything at all um not even not even on australian television i think all their projects are online so like you know they're slowly going okay there's a lot of voices out here who have you know unique perspectives and 
you know, unique humor and unique ways of production. And that's how a lot of people like have come up. They've got unique ways of making things and that's sort of like the charm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I think, yeah, if the more unique the voice is, I think the more potential you could have to be more noticed. And Auntie Donna has sort of been like up and down with that. You know, some skits do really crazy well. And, uh, but I think a lot of them sort of fall into the niche area. And for that, they're really respected as like a niche comedy, um, comedy troupe. Because um, like every so often, like, uh, what, like the, the people that really kind of fall under the category of like people who are like really underground stuff. Mm. They're the types of people that really love Auntie Donna yeah. uh, for me. Like I, I was, um, cause I, am a complete loser. I went, I was on my way to, uh, potentially meet up with Hideo Kojima. Mm. So I went to this event that he was doing, which we, he was going all across Europe and he was, um, essentially going to like, yeah, all across Europe to, to promote his new game, Death Stranding. Mm. So I, I learned he was coming to London. I learned he was coming to ta Camden Town specifically. Uh, that surprised me for many reasons because one, um, he'd never been to, he hadn't been to London in years, uh, not since he promoted uh, his game, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Mm. So I was like, oh boy, uh, yeah, he hasn't been to been in this, in this part of, in this neck of the woods in years. And secondly, Camden Town's a fucking dump. Um, <laughs> so I was just surprised he wanted to promote his game there of all places. And the place is, like, filled with drug dealers and, like, <laughs> sketchy people. Um, I know the area very well. It's filled with biker gangs and and, and, and crackheads. I was like, why would you promote your game there? It's like, why not Central London instead of Camden Town? It has sort of an old, like, old town, old British town vibe, I guess. Like, it has mm. old cobblestone roads and stuff, but other than that. But that's beside the point. Um, so, I, so I went there, and, and this, and I met a group of people that were all very interesting. Um, and we just shout, shouted memes for a while and kept each other sane as we waited in this very long line. It literally was like a four-hour line. Mm. And... I was standing around going insane, and I brought up... I, I referenced Ani Donna, as I usually do in my day-to-day -day life, and he picked up on it. He noticed it was an Ani Donna reference, and then we just talked about Ani Donna for hours, and he was like, first person I've ever known, you know, other than me in this country that, that is a fan of Ani Donna, and um, it, he's, he's inched very obscure stuff on the internet, and that, I think, is where they sort of fall, is in that kind of obscure comedy where it's like it, they're just popular enough to where it's like they, they are successful mm. especially in australia but everywhere else it's a bit more niche and you know, i'm still like I introducing people to the show even now same with uh same with same with uh yeah, it's actually very similar to um nirvana the band of the show as well it's very interesting because i feel like with online content it's really hard i feel like there's you'll have a few viral okay we'll call them viral hits in many ways arnie don is a very good example of it and then you'll have a lot of people become diehard fans but a majority won't and that's just i think it's just how the internet works so there's so much content you know netflix youtube tiktok even that's because i feel like you know kids who are on tiktok now years ago they'd be you know what um, what they'd be watching YouTube ten years ago, 
you know what I mean? Like, and then like five years before that, people of that age would be, you know, watching television or, you know, it's insane. Yeah. That's the thing. I, Cause I remember like, yeah, it used to be vine for a while and you had the vine crowd and it, it's just making me feel older and older. The more <laughs> I'm like seeing all this stuff about like TikTok, And every time like these kids, some kids bring up TikTok, I just, I, I age like 20 years. <laughs> like, but there's a lot of good content on it. Like, honest, like a lot of you know, you're gonna have your cringe. Some st- stuff, yeah. No, it's inevitable. I think it was founded on cringe. Oh god, Th- yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, it was just like, and then, and then, ironically, like through all the trolls that were taking the piss the entire time, then finally it broke out into actually Vine 2.0, and then yeah. people started to tolerate it. Um, because it was like, yeah, it was completely founded on just really cringy little videos of people like lip syncing songs, and it was just awful. Um, it was it's awful. the worst content. It's the worst content in the in the world. Absolutely. And then, and then there's then then there's the group of people taking the piss out of those people, and then it was just this <laughs> circle of people making those videos, and then the, then the people taking the piss. It's just like back and forth, back and forth, and then it was sort it was sort of like it's like Lord of the Rings. They they came to a they came to an agreement, almost. It's like, hey, okay, you're a cringe, and we take the piss. Let's join our forces and make Vine 2.0 the, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, 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 um, the, 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 like the hollow bastion of cringe and also funny content. Oh, that's funny. all merged into one, and that's sort of what it's become now. And I, I don't know how to feel about it still. Before we sum up, um, I've got two more questions. One of, my first one is, with voice acting specifically, do you think... Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, actually. Before you ask, you, you, the last question you asked, we just went all over the goddamn place. Oh, fuck you, um, So, yeah. The, like, can you make money off of voice acting? It depends on where you go, basically. It's like TLDR, yes and no. I haven't been able to because my luck sucks. I wouldn't recommend voice acting. Basically, it is a it, it's kind of an iffy field. And if you're good enough for for all of this stuff, if you have the know-how and the talent, hell yeah, you'll probably do very well, son. But then again, uh, as we were talking about a lot, because I, wa- I I watched I wa- I've been watching Nirvana the band the show, <laughs> and it's one of the greatest things I've ever watched. It is amazing. Thank you for that that shout, by the way, for the show. It's so good. Oh, it is. Um, it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I showed it to my friend James, uh, my, my producer friend. Just, we both loved it. He loved the hell out of it. He still quotes it to this day. Like, he saw, like, a picture I posted of, of a model photo that I put up on Twitter. Hmm. And he just responded with, dude, your dick's out. <laughs> and I just was like... That's the effect the show has. Like, but anyway, point is, yes and no. Voice acting can be can be profitable, but it's very rare that it can be. What a very long, long, long answer. Yes, <laughs> without a it's, doubt. It's a co- it's a complicated question, and here's a long answer to justify it, I guess. But anyway, your other question. I have two so two final questions, and I'll include in the one. Um, with voice acting, do you do you think anybody can do it? And secondly. Do you, what is your ranking of what you personally want to do with like voice acting, 
comedy producing filmmaking like what is the priority and sort of like what comes after that oh my god that's that's those, those are very good questions actually um I'm, I'm not i'm not memeing um I pride okay myself. so very good um so in terms of oh fuck me the, the first first question i'd say it was like um like oh my god i'm dumb what what was that's the first one because i'm still thinking about the second one just okay let's um, just answer the second one hit, hit me with that second one okay oh boy all right so priorities actually now filmmaking number one completely filmmaking photography all that stuff i feel like photography and filmmaking kind of fall under a very similar kind of umbrella uh i've been actually trying to kind of offer photography services recently i haven't even got a camera yet but i'm gonna yeah definitely be offering those services to some friends of mine who want to get headshots done who are just big start, starting actors um and yeah voice acting is second i feel like out of all of that absolutely I, I i love voice acting still even though i feel like i even though i feel like i have a lot of problems with voice acting it's like boom it's 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 simple i have been doing it for a number of years i know how to do it i studied the damn subject um not quite voice acting specifically but acting yeah and um it's it's, it's fascinating to me and I, and I love it still but even though i have i've got a complicated relationship with it um and i'd say like comedy third i'd say like mm. skits and all that yeah absolutely and then fourth would be actually no let me change that actually third <laughs> would be third would be um music career or music production mm. four would be comedy skits and then five would be writing okay even though i love writing i still feel like i feel like that's a lower priority compared to filmmaking where it's like directing is is more something i'm interested in um because i've been kind of up and down with writing personally even though i do enjoy writing a lot mm. it's like i'm really crap at getting around to it so basically yeah that's the list so one filmmaking two voice acting three uh music four uh fucking mu uh, whatever i forgot four <laughs> now and then, <laughs> and then five writing what, what, i saw this for sure yeah it's all right you know it's the, it's the top of the top of the pops it's a, it's a bop list a bop list um and then as for your question uh can anyone cook um <laughs> My I don't, favorite I, question yeah. from Ratatouille. <laughs> oh. But I don't think I don't think anybody can voice act. I think you know celebrities really? can just voice, but people not voice acting is not just playing a character. Do you know what I mean? Like I actually, I actually believe quite the opposite. Really, I think any 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 dumbass can voice act. The problem is, is you need to have a lot of confidence. But anyone can do it. Even I've known people who can't voice act or, or don't voice act at all refuse. Hmm. But they've got interesting voices. Okay. Uh, all, all people have interesting voices. You can do anything with a voice. Even if you think you have the shittest range, you can do something with it. Hmm. Um, even if it's like you're a one-voice wonder, you can still do something with it. Um, for example, Matt Berry, 
that motherfucker can't do any other voice other than his own. But he's still being used in radio all across the country. Mm. And he's still in a lot of comedy skits. He always does the same kind of character, more or less. But the character is funny. That's the thing, is that it's consistently funny. Even when it though works, it's like it works. Same thing, yeah. It's like it, it's, it clicks, and there's always something that works for everyone. I think even... Even like even people who have weak voices, they could be used for something, hmm. like for any kind of project. I think any voice, it has their own power, which sounds very wishy-washy and bullshit, but it's true. Hmm. Any voice has its own power that works for anything. You just have to have belief in yourself, which also sounds like some wishy-washy Superman <laughs> four bullshit, but it's true. You just gotta like. Uh, have that like have that kind of confidence in yourself to to push through that and 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 i I think if you have enough um sort of like confidence that you're good enough then you kind of will trick yourself into actually being this really like fun-ass actor Mm. arnold schwarzenegger for example He's a terrible actor, but his charisma behind everything he does is so admirable that it doesn't even matter anymore. <coughs> like, technically, Shakespeare's rolling in his grave as he's, like, saying bullshit like, Stick around! <laughs> but it's so enjoyable that it oh. doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So it's like, as long as your charisma is decent enough, then yes, anyone can, I would, I would say, theoretically. Hmm. Um, even if you fake that charisma... You can still do it. What a nice—that's a nice little, a nice little um, positive ending to the to our first episode of Only Presents. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> to have you as my first guest for sure. Yes, it's right. it's, it's a pleasure being here. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me on, my dude. Um, basically, the um, the uh, moral of the story is: uh, go watch Nirvana, the band, the show. Uh, it is a criminally underrated show. Everyone and on we loves it. And you're a piece of shit for not watching. On We Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by On We. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an On We Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at onwe.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.